to the extended cut. We got a special treat for you today. We brought all the uh, teaching pastors, campus pastors in. We even included John on that. How about that? And um, we let him participate with us. And we're missing Irma. We're missing Ross. So uh, he uh, had a flat tire. If something could have happened like that to Ross, yeah, not surprising. Yeah. So he's stuck in Brevard trying to get his. Tire fix, so we'll we'll speak on his behalf, which is <laughs> which should be fun. So welcome, guys. Glad you're here. Absolutely. Thank, be here. Thanks for being real excited. Wow, <laughs> everybody's going to want to listen now. <laughs> That's good, Maloney. Welcome, many. Um, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, you are. That's good. That's good. Well, hey, I thought before we jumped in, uh, we we've been preaching Psalms for the last couple of months, and we'll talk about that. I'd like to hear. What your favorite was, what you learned, uh, some highlights for you over the you know, past couple of months as we've done this, and then um, you know, just have some fun talking through that. The first thing I thought it'd be good for us is uh, our, our people would like to hear what's going on at all the locations. So um, I thought that'd be a great way to start. So Maloney, you're on my left here. Tell us what's going on at Rocky Creek. Yeah, it's been great, man. We, uh, we just had our... I think it was our 14th Sunday in a row with no rain. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, so we keep announcing it, and like I think I'm going to jinx it, but <laughs> 14 in a row. and So how many of those Sundays have you prayed for rain? <laughs> prayed for rain? <laughs> well, early on, yeah, early on I thought, no, nah, here's the problem. you got to prepare whether it rains or not. That's right, yeah. So like if I knew for sure on Monday it was going to rain on Sunday, great. But once you've prepared your sermon, you're like, man, I hope it don't rain now because I got to right. do this thing. So, Or yeah, I'm going to email it to my people or something. Somebody's going to hear it. Somebody. Courtney's going to hear it. Somebody's going to hear it. Uh, no, nah, it's been good, man. We, we've been really fortunate, the timing of the building out there to be outside. I think most of you guys have been out there in the, the grass and the trees. And uh, really only two out of 14 was it, was it like, man, it's hot out here. Yeah. But other than that, it's been really comfortable and um, it's been good. Feel, feels like our people, in a lot of ways, are starting to come back a little bit, and so attendance has been really good. Last two Sundays. What What are your numbers? Uh, this past week we were two forty. So when you think about two forty, mm-hmm. um, two hundred forty folks at Radius Rocky Creek, compare that to a year ago. A year yeah, ago, I this think time. the same Sunday a year ago we were right at about three hundred. So that at first that you know you hear that and you might think oh man they're down but man when you think about statistics nationwide that is that's yeah it's fantastic yeah and that's yeah. what we, yeah we tried to tell our folks and I think part of it is just a location yeah I mean to be out there people have said if you could guarantee this weather every Sunday <laughs> we'd never want to go back inside Sunday was amazing yeah they've enjoyed worshiping with yeah. their kids yeah. Uh, now there's some people listening right now, like I enjoy it. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> my kids are rolling around. But there is that piece of uh, Abby Forgery sent me a sent me a or shared a video this past week of her child singing the worship music in her car seat on the way home. Oh, That's yeah. stuff they don't, you know, they wouldn't get on a typical Sunday. And so we're ready for childcare to come back at some point. But it's been it's been a fun 14 weeks. That's good. Yeah. And date for getting in the building looks like November. Oh, I'm scared to say, but maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. we just passed our rough inspection on electrical, and uh, it's it's rolling. We're ordering carpet and chairs and all that kind of stuff, so it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. We're definitely hoping by the end of the year. Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah. Super excited for y'all. 
Saluda. Trey, what's going on, man? How's it going out there? Not much. Going good. Uh, we uh, Out there in the park, got a lot of shade. There's this huge oak tree that's just like a natural shade right in front of the shed where we are, so it's pretty good. Uh, we about run anywhere from 80, but this past couple of weeks we've been right around 100, which has been good for us. That's great. Um, last year around this time, we are about 164, so... About. About. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know. 165 is a new baby. Or yeah, that's right. 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 And I forgot to count him Sunday, so we have 101. There you go. There. How do you not count your son? So, wow. Uh, Still we, getting used to it. Yeah. I see Allie holding him, and I don't even think about it. But, yeah, they. Uh, it's going good. We're out there. I think people keep on asking when we're going back inside, and I'm like, yeah. Why? Feels good out here. Yeah, um, it's like the safest place for us to be. But uh, it's been going real good. Last week, a uh, big testament. We've been trying to find ways to continue to minister through this, and mm. uh, usually we try to feed our teachers at the beginning of the year. And we were feeding the middle school, and I was there the day before, and the teacher just stopped and said, "Hey, don't get me a meal. I got celiac disease, so I have to bring my own meal from home." So I got with our lady that was handed up, Holly Harris, and I said. First of all, I don't know anything about celiac disease. Is there something we could do? And so the Eggs Up Grill made her a special meal, brought it in, gave it to her. And just just not even really, you know, I just wanted her to make sure she was felt welcome. Like, do I get her a gift card? But I knew our restaurants didn't do anything for that. So, I mean, but she went on Facebook and she, mm. she just was so thankful. Mm. She said she came in expecting to have to bring her own meal mm. and then to have something given that's special for her, and it moved her. She said, I'm from the North. Churches somewhat give to kids, but rarely do they care about teachers. Mm. And it just blew her mind, um, the impact that we were trying to have to a little thing like a salad. And Mm. so, I don't know, it was very humbling, uh, just very encouraging in this time that uh, I sent out my email. It's like, that shows you that something as small as a salad in the middle of COVID can make a difference in somebody's life. And this is a non-believer that now is talking about wanting to come and be a part of with us. So uh, that was just encouragement to me because, you know, during this time, it's hard for us to really feel like we've been doing a lot. But so things are good. Um, going at it. I'm hoping we get to defend our ring here this year in the fall, but we'll see. So, oh, brother, here comes football. Yeah. There it is. Long talk. We can talk about that later. Yeah, we'll have, we, we, will. The game. we will. That's good. <laughs> Derek, what's going on at White Knoll? Uh, things are going well. Uh, really excited. People are starting to come out of their holes. Uh, they're hiding places. <laughs> that's are, good. People are coming out of their hiding places and, and uh, it's coming back to church. So that's really good, really encouraging to see. So you guys do a, a outdoor service and an indoor service. Yes. Talk and, about those. Uh, outdoor at 8 a.m. and an indoor at 9.30. And, and even within that, there's... there's slowly a shift from the outdoor to the indoor. So people are coming inside. The outdoor is a little less and less. And so we're hoping soon to go to two indoor. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Hey, tell a little bit about Miss Barbara. Miss Barbara passed last week. Oh, uh, yeah, that was a uh, <coughs> quite the blow uh, for our church to lose uh, someone like that. Uh, Barbara Ryerson, uh, whether you know her or not, was a titan in the faith and... Um, someone who carried a lot of weight, not only at our church, uh, within our church family, uh, but within her family. Uh, and she will be missed, and we got to send her home 
uh, the right way uh, last weekend, and um, I don't know, we got to celebrate her life. So that was really good. Uh, very bittersweet. Uh, sweet to know that she is with the Lord, no doubt about it, but bitter uh, to lose her, none the same. Pretty, pretty fun story because Barbara and Dick were there at the very beginning of Radius White Knoll. Mm-hmm. And I think Barbara was 74 when she mm-hmm. passed away. Same. So, I mean, it's pretty fun to see somebody that's pioneering in her late 60s and has really helped establish Radius White Knoll uh, and then contracted cancer. Mm-hmm. It was fairly, fairly fast. Uh, but, yeah, it was very, very honored yeah. to uh, represent her life there at the end. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah, I really, cool. really hate to lose her in her example. But on the flip side, some COVID uh, pregnancies and uh, <laughs> happening right now, and even <laughs> a couple of babies being born and everything. So uh, life, life is happening too. So we're That's happy. Good. Very good. Scott, tell us what's going on downtown. Man, so we are in um, full <clears throat> kind of cultivating mode. You know, you got soil, and we, we had a garden back in Traveler's Rest, and you, you got to break the soil up, you got to mound it up, you got to put the seeds in there, you got to put up trellises, you got to water. I mean, this all of that space before you even you know, harvest one tomato or, or anything like that. And I feel like we're we're in that mode right now. I really enjoyed getting to go around to all the different spots. I mean, what these guys are talking about, I have visual. I've been under the picnic shelter in Saluda and stood out in the sun in Rocky Creek and <laughs> partied out at White Knoll with those guys. And it it's just, it's been so neat to see how God is bringing people um, to the table. So when I think about where we are, I think about momentum, you know, the kind of big flywheel idea that it's just starting to turn. You know, mm-hmm. people are starting to really gravitate towards what God's doing downtown. Um, past couple weeks, you know, numbers are what they are. Uh, but I mean, we've seen Man, a handful of families that are joining us. Uh, this past Sunday, they had a actually the preacher who was at the church downtown before uh, where we were having some conversations with came, and um, it was neat. It was really neat to see story that God has been writing for, for years there and um, to see folks that are coming. We've had a little prayer meeting on Tuesday mornings with some guys, and we've had 10 guys that get up, you know, 6 o'clock, and we just rally together and pray. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, that has been so encouraging to me to see their faithfulness to come um, now dark and early and the sun comes up while we're doing it which is mm. a pretty fun time but to see that um, we're having a college lunch today with some college students from radius and then some that uh, got connected through our previous church in Greenville and we should have 15 or 16 students there that I've cast the the idea for the lunch is will you help us um, build something? Yeah. Let's not come and just get free lunch, but will you help us build uh, a space for us to, to really try to invite college students into the life of the kingdom? So that, that's today, so it should be exciting. And then we've got kind of a core team, maybe 12 to 14 people uh, that we're going to get together this Sunday and, and just lean into each other, you know, kind of lean into the plow and see what happens. So, mm. And then walking around downtown, I don't know if you spend much time down there, but it's a little bit of a ghost town in the summer. And now, I mean, Hopping. golly, everything is moving. I mean, every parking lot's full. Every mm-hmm. parking space is full. I mean, there are students on every corner. And wow. uh, it's it, it's interesting. I haven't experienced that. We got here, you know, in the middle of shutdown, you mm-hmm. know, in, in May and June. And then now 
seeing everybody coming back. So welcome your prayers for that. I don't know how long that lasts. Yeah. You know, piling all those people into a space, but we're going to ride it while we <laughs> while we got it. That's great. That's right. Very cool. John, give us an update on Irmo since Ross yeah. can join us. I've been over to Irmo a few times. They've done a great job this summer as, as really all of Radius should celebrate a little bit the ability to flex. Um, so we, we all went online for whatever number of weeks, 10 weeks, 12 weeks, and then we've been just rolling. And, and it's been cool to see our ability to change fairly rapidly uh, a, a praise to our folks for uh, flexing uh, where they are right now. So it's going to be curious to see what the Lord's got for us next. We'll keep learning and learning together. But yeah, Irmo's done a great job of that. and They're really well-suited for that. That group had just just uh, changed courses like overnight and ended up under a big oak tree for a while. I hadn't been to Saluda yet, Trey, but they I thought they had the best situation because it was nice and cool under that big tree. But Trey's got a pretty good setup out there. But they, they a lawyer actually gave them his backyard. So they're in the backyard of a, of a, a law office and are transitioning now to uh, the old park downtown in Irmo, which is which is cool. They just flexed. They've been 70 or 80 people, and they've, they've just done a really nice job. My favorite thing that I saw when I was over there the other day is uh, there's a couple that lives back behind the law office and their family, and they sit out on their front porch and take in whatever's going on at Radius. And one of the partners at Radius, Irmo, jumped the fence, took bread and juice over to them, prayed with them, and I was like, man, this this is who we are. Mm. This is this is, I, I love this stuff. So yeah. they're doing, they've done a super job. A lot of folks serving, serving one another. Fun yeah. to watch. Any any updates for the whole of Radius as we think about all of the FOC? Yeah, all of the FOC. So the hope is, I mean, as everybody's experience with COVID, is that things are constantly changing, which uh, is fine. You know, the church has had to adapt for two thousand years. This ain't nothing new. We'll. Church is not going anywhere. Nation might go somewhere, but the church ain't going anywhere. The church has never uh, gone away since Christ has come. But, uh, yeah, we'll just flex again in the fall, hopefully get back to a little bit more of our rhythm that we previously had. Um, we'll continue to have multiple outside services, but we're starting to move a variety of the churches inside, and we're actually starting to figure out how that works a little bit, and people are getting more comfortable wearing masks inside. It's different, but... People are getting more comfortable, and that's, that's what we want to do. We want to continue to change, represent the gospel of Jesus in our counties, whatever it takes. Yeah, it's great. So groups will be coming. That'll be important for us in the fall. So as people take this yeah. in, mm-hmm. think about signing up for groups yeah. would be uh, would be helpful. Lexington and I had a great weekend this weekend. Mm. Yes, picking yeah, up great. picking up momentum going into the fall. Yeah, two inside services, and then the eight o'clock outside. Uh, the eight o'clock just building momentum. Of course, seventy-two degrees, cloudy, beautiful, breezy, <laughs> little mist. Wow, we would have paid for that mist. No, we, yeah, we were, yeah, and and we we got it for free, so it was good. And then the two indoor, um, you got to feel them. Great, you know what we call in full. Um, it's not full six months ago, but it, it feels full when you're six feet apart and wearing mask. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's great. Baptize a few people Sunday? Baptism has been the highlight through this deal. So, um, you know, I had one, you know, a month ago say, hey, on a Friday night, 
texts me and says, it's time. Can we make it happen? And uh, I think he was thinking about going to the lake on Saturday. And I was like, well, let's do it on Sunday. And then, man, we rattled off a couple in a row, took a break, and then rattled off another three on Sunday. And so, um, which is, there's a backstory for that for me because uh, Lee Clamp, who he's a part of the uh, big wig in the Baptist life. He was just talking about one thing that he's noticed, especially in Southern Baptist churches in South Carolina, is just baptism numbers, like all of that's just come to a halt. And uh, for us to be able to say, man, no, we're we're getting after it. And so to baptize three folks on Sunday, and then yesterday morning, breakfast at Waffle House, another guy talking about baptism. So um, super cool to see that kind of momentum. That's uh, That's the stuff that you get excited about Absolutely. so you wake up early and set up and do all that stuff on a sunday morning to do an outside service and that makes it all worthwhile so very cool well let's uh let's talk about psalms for a little bit um what um i, I would say if you were if you were to i mean we had a ton of them if you were to pick one that was your favorite to preach maybe the one maybe maybe not favorite to preach but one that uh Jumped out at you. Which one would you? Which one would you say, man? This was this was the the one I enjoyed the most. I think the one our people liked the most was seventy three, the, the the slipping passage. Uh-huh. Uh, you know this idea that Asaph is, is he feels his feet slipping because of his envy of other people, and the NLT calls him fat cats. So that's my new favorite verse in the Bible. But like you just talk about these fat cats who who seem to have everything. Uh, so I think our people resonated with that one really well. Um, and then my favorite was uh, I think it was one forty six, maybe one thirty six. One thirty six. Yeah, yeah one thirty six. Because when I first looked at it, I was oh, like, oh, How am I going to preach this thing? Man? It says His love endures forever twenty six times. Like people are going to be falling asleep. Uh, and really what we did with that one was kind of make that the point, this idea that, that maybe we've gotten really used to him, really used to God to where we read things like the heavenly lights and he created the moon and the stars and we kind of blah, blah, blah our way through it Yep. rather than being in awe of the things that he's done. So um, that's usually how it works for me. I'm, I complain and then it God humbles me and... It's kind of a pattern in my life. <laughs> <laughs> that was 136 and 73, probably my two favorite. Cool. What about you, Trey? Yeah, I mean, tried and true. Psalms 1, man. I just always loved that. It was one of the um, first Psalms ever memorized. And so I just, uh, I love it. My favorite part is when it talks about delighting in the Lord's instruction and meditating on it day and night. Um, mm-hmm. I always say marinate and uh some people in Salute, they like gag, like they hate the word, but I mean, it's just this letting God and enjoying who He is, like, just become part of us so that no matter what happens, it's like we bleed Bible. And to me, I think that's that's what goes along with that, that we meditate constantly. We have delight in that, and I, I just love that. Um, it's always been a big thing. But then Sunday, Psalms 51 was challenging to preach. Um, but... I really, I mean, for me, it was one of those things as I prepared, it was very convicting um, to prepare your heart to preach mm. as you do it, but it was just a lot of good response from it from people. Um, 
just one of those things that uh, from now on, I feel like it's going to be one of those psalms that I constantly go to as I prepare to enter into a season or as I prepare to preach or as I prepare to come into uh, fasting or anything. But just one of those psalms that I'm going to go to of just a prayer of restoration to get my heart right before God. Um, just a beautiful psalm. Um, tough to preach. It's tough for our people to hear too. That's that's one of the responses. I don't know, know what y'all heard around y'all's places, but I had a lot of people say, yeah, that, that's a tough one. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I think because we all struggle dealing with our guilt from our sin, and uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, so those are my two. Yeah, it's good. What about you, Derek? Uh, I wanted to go with something different, but um, than than everybody else. But Psalm fifty one was mine too. I I can't help it. It was, <laughs> it was, it was really good. Um, it spoke volumes to me. I believe it spoke volumes to our people. Uh, the confrontation of sin. Uh, this is a, a really big one, I think, for all of us uh, as believers uh, to teach our people to confront sin. Second uh, Samuel, Psalm 51, uh, if you don't know, is David's reaction to Nathan the prophet confronting his sin, uh, confronting him about his sin. And so uh, if you are out there and you have unconfronted sin in your life, I'm going to give you a little piece of a sermon taste of what you get it white know when you come and see us because I know you're coming um, if you have unconfronted sin whether it be lust or pride or envy or adultery um, whatever that thing is that you haven't confronted whether your family knows about it or not whether your wife knows about it or not if you have unconfronted sin in your life uh, like David did confront your sin look your sin in the face and say enough is enough mm. I'm tired of you wreaking havoc in my life, in my relationship with God. I should be further along than this. Um, Do it now. Don't wait like David where God has to send Nathan to confront it for him. So Mm. don't make God go into his bag. Just do it yourself. And, uh, yeah, humble yourself before God humbles you. That's good. Scott, what about you? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think I have a unique perspective on Psalm uh, 147. I think I was the only one that got to preach it. Did you end up doing it? I didn't. Online? I didn't. It's all you, man. So um, yeah, we we had the uh, the joy, like I said, of getting to go to all the different radius churches. And um, thank you guys for letting me ride that pony for mm-hmm. five or six weeks. It was great from a preparation standpoint, but more than that, it was great from a heart standpoint. I mean, we're relocating onto a new place. Our boys are starting new schools. We're living in a new neighborhood, trying to meet all new people. And the idea that God would be so gracious to us was really kind of the big brush that I felt like he was painting with in 147. It's like, man, I, like, I, I am gracious. And, and this is how you can respond to that. Mm-hmm. And, man, every week it, it, it was fresh for me, mm-hmm. which is just a testament to God's word, you know, just how alive it is. And, and hearing from people where we go to different places and, They'd say, man, that's, that's exactly what I needed today. And I was like, well, I prepared this two months ago, and, and it, <laughs> yeah. it was timely today. And just the, the beauty of God's Word and the greatness of His, His grace and mercy. And um, that was just rich. It, it, to, I marinated in that one, Trey, for, yeah, uh, for, for, for a couple <laughs> months, and it, 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 I never found the bottom of it. Um, mm. But also another one that it was so neat last week, um, I guess two weeks ago, Psalm 136, like like you said, Ryan, I, you know, I read it at first, and, and initially what jumped out to me was just, man, how familiar we get with the repetition and how easily we skip that. And mm-hmm. I felt like as I was preparing, the Lord gave me like a little 
uh, activity that we were going to try on Sunday and made a little card um, that at the top said, um, you know, give thanks to the Lord for, and then a big blank spot, and then at the bottom said, his love endures forever, and uh, gave folks a chance to reflect, uh, remember, you know, God's goodness, and then like, to stand up and shout it out. Now, I planted a couple people, you know, like you have to do, right? You know, it, mm-hmm. you know, I texted the night before, say, hey, I need you to stand up tomorrow when we do this. Uh, there's probably four people, but um, some of the folks that I didn't even ask beat them to the punch. Mm-hmm. I mean, older folks jumped up, man, God, I praise you for mm-hmm. our church family, for our new church family. And mm-hmm. some of the folks that I'm learning um, downtown and learning to love and, and know, and they're in tears, just mm-hmm. saying, "God, you have been so kind over mm-hmm. my 83 years of, of walking with you." And it, it was it was rich and powerful. Um, and we'd, we'd shout back, "His love endures forever." And it was it was cool. By the end of it, um, it was really really neat. So just the power of God's word. I mean, even hidden in a place like Psalms that we've we've probably read a bunch of times, mm-hmm. to unpack it and let it do its work was was rich. It's great. John, what about you? Yeah, Psalm 51. I got to go with those guys. I really enjoyed Sunday. Fun fact, I had never, I've preached that passage a number of times, but I never noticed this, just, I don't know, I was reading somebody that that Bathsheba named, she got to name her third son and named him after Nathan, the guy who confronted her husband. That, that just moved me like that. That's what a big deal it is for you and I. It's one to confess our own sins, that, that, Psalm calls that out, but the history of that psalm actually causes out to be truth tellers. Mm-hmm. And this lady named her son after the guy who held her husband, the king, accountable and really restored their family. Had David not come to repentance, it would be a totally different story. I mean, Second Samuel might have ended in chapter 12. That might have been the end of the story, but Nathan being f- faithful enough to put his life on the line, really, to confront her husband restored her life, restored the tragedy. There's still a lot of consequence that came from that particular sin, but it was pretty cool. I, I was moved by that and feel, feel the responsibility to be a truth teller as well as somebody who holds my life uh, out before other people, before the Lord, and stay accountable for it. But the other one, uh, since everybody did two, you told them they got one, everybody did two. Yeah, I'm not yeah, yeah. There's nothing left. Yeah. It's one line out of, uh, I don't even remember what psalm it was, was ascribe glory to the Lord. And I have been, man, I've just been searching my own heart about whether I am consistently worshiping God. And so to ascribe the glory, to to give him the glory that he deserves on a daily basis, not some dramatic, dramatic way, but aligning my heart with him and telling him of his greatness— on, on a regular cadence. Very, very convicting for me. Just get, get running along, serving. It's not all about talking to the Lord, but you can get in this kind of mode of hustle, even even if you're, you're, you're doing stuff that is good, and forget to actually tell him. Ascribe glory to him. It's it convicting, it's continued to convict me, and the Lord's continued to put his finger on that one for me personally. Uh, yeah, that's good. I, I think for me, um, it, what makes them my favorite is, to your point, what you learn uh, or how God, you know, speaks to you. And so there were a couple of them, um, you know, Psalm 29, the um, the idea that this was um, potentially written as uh, a defense of God against Baal mm-hmm. and... Um, 
you know, just to have that history, that context in mind as I, as I studied to think, man, we're not just, we're not just saying stuff like he shatters the cedars of Lebanon or he flashes f- flames of fire, which for us without any context just, just sounds like, yeah, he's really big and strong. Um, and he is really big and strong, but he's bigger and stronger than Baal, who they would have attributed as flashing flames of fire or uh, building his home out of the cedars of Lebanon. And so as, as a result, it's a very specific wording. Um, and I found that throughout several of them. You know, you go to seminary, you go to Bible college. I'm even, I'm teaching a class right now at CIU and you're teaching people to find the historical context. I don't know how many times I've heard that. Um and how many times I've read that, and I'm even asking students to do that. And then for me, through the Psalms, it's just been really good for me to be mindful of these people had a context. And so 2,000 years from now, what is somebody going to pick up and read from us that without the historical context, when they say, for example, make America great again, they find a hat that says make America great again. And you could take that at face value, but man, it's going to make a whole lot more sense when they know there was this president and that was his campaign. And you know what I mean? Like then all of a sudden, make America great again make, will make sense to them 2,000 years later. And I just wonder how many of those phrases are in our Bible that it'd be really good for us to know that historical context so that we could see it come to life um, just a little bit more. And so there's several of those for me have been really, really strong um, just to challenge me to think, man, there's a little bit more there than just God's big and strong. He's He's really big and strong. So uh, I guess with that vein, you know, John talking about some of the things that convicted him, some of the things that that I learned, uh, How what would you guys say to that? What, what would be some things that jumped out? You're like, wow, this was my favorite, but in this psalm, I learned this. Or in this psalm, it really challenged me this way. Anything else come to mind as you, you think through it? I'll give you a second. Another one for me, I actually had to preach Psalm 147 because um, it was this, it was a week that John was off and we had to, it was the, it was up in the schedule for online. And I didn't realize that there, there are Psalms that were written after the exile and Psalm 147 is one. And so it says rebuilding the gates. And so this context of the people writing a song um, to commemorate, to your point, God's grace in bringing them back from exile. And so anyway, for me, a really, just one of those learning experiences like, hey, there's there's some context for you um, to, to be thankful for, you know, being brought back from this punishment, if you will. So Maloney, what you got? Yeah, I don't know if this is exactly what you're asking, but some, sometimes the question in here is, what do you wish you could have preached that you weren't able to? Sure, so yeah. This past week in 51, um, just this reminder, as you talk about David up on his, up on his roof, supposed to be at war. Mm. And like, there's this whole passivity thing we could have talked about, how he sent somebody else to fight a war he should have been fighting. But more than that, what I wish we could have talked about is this inactivity. Like this rhythm of life that was really disrupted for him, he disrupted it himself. Yeah. And what we're in now, like that, that could have been the whole sermon mm. in terms of right now, your life, your rhythms with God, mm. your 
and just had to leave it on the table because we had to get to Psalm 51 and had to, you know, it, that, that's the other challenge. You, you don't want to make every sermon about COVID. Yeah. But then there's this reality that everybody's dealing with COVID. Mm. So I don't know. That one was fresh this week for me, like um, this, this inactivity. I had, a, I had a, a guy come up after the sermon, like visibly upset. And um, to, to John's point a little bit, like who we are, I mean, it's just real people mm. dealing with this thing. Mm. And he just said, he goes, I know God can forgive me. I can't forgive myself. Mm-hmm. So I, that didn't really answer your question about what I learned, but it's just this, it's, it's fresh on me, this um, this passage in 51. You know, and we, we know David's called a man after God's own heart, and there should be some comfort as, as much as our heroes of the faith have jacked things up. Mm. Yeah. That when we jack it up, there's forgiveness, there's mercy, there's grace. Mm. Uh, but anyway, that, yeah, the, the, the fresh idea on my mind was that was that inactivity, that and David, like a bored man's a dangerous man type yeah. deal. And uh, we we saw it pretty clearly in fifty one. It's good, Trey. What about you? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, something I learned. Uh, so you already knew it all. You didn't know nothing no, to no, learn. No, and I yeah, got yeah, it, man. I'll give you my notebook. You know, <laughs> so you can take notes. No, I just um, I, I'm thinking back through it, but it's also too. You know, the past month has been like very tiring for me. Yeah. You know, and all we this stuff. We all ain't getting sleep away. Yeah, yeah. Just a little, you know, with adoption and so. I don't know. And my whole thing is. That you, you only got one kid. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> That's what I've heard. How hard can it be? Yeah, Good grief, man. But I will tell you this. The, the big thing that I learned, that my biggest moment of worship, and even through the psalm series, now, first of all, it was a challenge. I never preached a psalm. Uh, never in my wow. life. I never touched it. Yeah. You know, like I would hint to it and then get back out of it. Hmm. It was like my commentary I'd throw in there. You know, I never preached one, so I challenged myself, changed how I prepared and did that, but... Uh, Biggest thing I learned was just uh, during this whole thing, the Psalms, and just we were we were worshiping one day. For most people that don't know, me and my wife we adopted a child mm-hmm. on the twenty fifth. Uh, we got put on the list that Monday and got a call that Friday, and just like that, I'm a father. Yep. And so that next Sunday, uh, two Sundays, well, JT was preaching, mm-hmm. and they played this worship song, and it was a uh, God, you are so good, and mm-hmm. and just I'm standing there. And I'm holding my my baby boy, and we're singing, God, you are so good. And just the thought of through COVID and through all this misery, um, that God finally heard our prayers. And as as men and pastors, this is something y'all have prayed for me about. And just uh, it's been a prayer for about 10 years that I could have a child. And I'm holding that son in my hand, and I'm just weeping. Like, I don't cry a lot, but I'm weeping. At the goodness of God and the the humility of Him to even consider to hear my prayer, mm-hmm. and so through all of that, I guess is that I've learned stuff through the Psalms, you know. But that that's the big thing that's been coming back is just how good God is. Mm-hmm. That even though we're unworthy, He still cares enough about us to hear our prayers, yeah. and so just. I say shit. I don't know where people are, but um, you may have been like me for ten years, pleading out to God, why, why, why can't I have a child? Or just praying for that one thing. And I just say, stay the course. You never know that moment. Mine was in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
And it, it was in the middle of leaving vacation. So just, mm. um, God, you are so good. And that song will never be the same to me again. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that wasn't really what you asked. But, no, that's good. But we just say whatever we want. Yeah, that's right. right. I take after Ron. Derek, what do you want to say? Because clearly no one's going to answer the question. What, what, what's been something you've learned or uh, just something you want to talk about? The mic is yours. <laughs> I will answer the question. Oh, uh, brownie points. Something I've learned. Uh, I would say from the series that came from Psalm 15. Um, there, there, there are a few of, I have some Psalms that I go through devotionally and I've, I've committed half of them to memory and Psalm 15 wasn't one I was really familiar with coming into this. And so I, I really learned a lot about it. It starts off saying, uh, Lord, who shall abide in the tabernacle? Who shall dwell in your holy hill? Um, he that walks upright and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart, um, Reading through it and and even learning about it, Jesus is the who of Psalm 15. He's the who. Um, as a matter of fact, he's the who of the Bible. Uh, and so that was a really good learning point for me. Um, he's always the who. Uh, not just of Psalm 15 or of Scripture in general, but of life. He He's the who. And if you look at life through that lens, uh, it makes more sense. I think so many times when I ask myself, when I'm confused about life, it's because I've made myself the who. Mm-hmm. Um, why am I going through this? Uh, why have we been praying about having, like you, Trey, why have we been praying about having a baby so long and it hadn't happened yet? Um, why doesn't our church have a building yet? Um just so many times in life, the who for me, when I made myself the who, it just it didn't make sense. Why am I? Why am I? But when you realize that Jesus is the who, it's, it's, it's about him. It's about his glory. Uh, all of life points to him. All of creation points to him. And um, when you look at your life through that lens, it'll, it'll, it'll make a lot more sense. So for someone who is confused about Whatever you're going through, um, I would just remind you uh, to learn the lesson that I learned, that God is the who. Uh, it is about him, and stop looking at it uh, through the lens of your own life, but knowing that it's about God's glory. It's strong. It's good. Scott, what about you? Yeah, Psalm 73, um, you know, Asaph is, is struggling. I think he's struggling because he's just looking around him. And he's looking at the things that are happening in his neighborhood or happening in his life, um, things that are happening to him. And he's wondering, you know, why doesn't this add up? And um, over this past season, again, like I said, we've, we've, we've moved to a new space. And there's just a lot where I think if as a family we get in the weeds and we're looking around that it's, it's easy to kind of lament um, and, and wonder. And then even just personally, you know, we... Uh, lost a student uh, from our previous church. I actually had the chance to preach at his funeral. He took his own life uh, a month and a half ago. And and then uh, just this past week was up at a funeral for a guy that disciples me. Uh, and he lost his wife, um, 83 years old. She was 85 and ran a great race. I mean, beautiful celebration, but but real. And then uh, just yesterday, and this is real fresh, so I may start crying, but I 
really good buddy of mine that I actually hired uh, with FCA, and we worked together. He, he passed away yesterday, 45 years old, brain mm. cancer, four kids. Mm. Um, and I just think, you know, at, at the end of Psalm 73, Asaph, you know, he kind of comes to his senses and lifts his eyes. And verse 23 says, yet, yet I still belong to you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Mm. Who do I have in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fail. My spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He's mine forever. And um, so many, so many nuggets of truth in the Psalms, but that one, just this perspective, just got to keep lifting our eyes. I've got to keep lifting my eyes. We've got to keep focusing on the who, Derek. Um, because the world is, is is easy to get in the weeds. Yeah. It's easy to get in the news. It's easy to get lost um, in the this, this struggle. But just that, I mean, it's a constant reminder um, every day. Yeah, That's good. Well, on that note, I think uh, I think that's a strong way to, to wrap this thing up. Thanks, fellas, for joining us. It's been uh, fun to preach through the Psalms and looking forward to head. Looks like the Gospel of Mark is on the horizon, and so uh, that'll be fun and uh, probably do some attributes of God mixed in there as well. So, uh, so yeah, looking forward to the fall, small groups, all that good stuff. But thank you guys. Keep working hard and uh, we'll do it again next week. Thank you.